a once-shuttered California mine is trying to transform the rare earth industry. Maddie Stone or lower atomic weight, rare earth elements neodymium and praseodymium, which are often refined together as a compound called NDPR oxide. A pinch of dysprosium or terbium, two of the scarcer and more valuable heavy rare earth elements, is added to the mix to boost the magnet's heat resistance. To support our non-profit environmental journalism, please consider disabling your ad blocker to allow ads on Grist. Here's how. Demand for rare earth magnets is growing quickly. By 2030, under an aggressive decarbonization scenario, the US EV sector's rare earth magnet demand could rise nearly sixfold compared with 2020 levels, according to a recent report by the US Department of Energy, or DOE. Over the same time frame, rare earth magnet demand for the nascent offshore wind industry could rise from zero to 10,000 tons. These trends mirror what's expected worldwide. In a report published in April, critical minerals research firm Atomus Intelligence forecasted that the value of the market for rare earths used in magnets will increase fivefold by 2040, driven by rapid growth of the EV and wind energy sectors. By that same year, the world could face a 90,000 ton per year shortfall of NDPR oxide, roughly equivalent to total global production in 2022. As the U.S. competes with other nations for these critical resources, one country dominates their production. In 2020, China was responsible for 58% of rare earth mining, 89% of rare earth separations, including nearly 100% of heavy rare earth separations, 90% of rare earth refining, and 92% of magnet making. While the Chinese government has attempted to reduce the rare earth industry's environmental impact in recent years, decades of poorly regulated production, along with illegal mining, have caused significant air and water pollution, leaving behind nightmarish waste ponds filled with heavy metals and radioactive elements. Rare earths tend to occur alongside the radioactive elements thorium and uranium, resulting in the production of low-level radioactive waste during mining and processing. In neighboring Myanmar, where illegal rare earth mining is taking off today, the situation is equally bleak. MP Materials is positioning itself as an alternative to Asian dominance of the rare earth supply chain and its questionable environmental legacy. The company assumed ownership of the Mountain Pass mine in 2017 after its previous owner, Molly Corps, struggled to become profitable and ultimately filed for bankruptcy. Since then, MP Materials has been steadily ramping up rare earth production at Mountain Pass, generating 14,000 tons of rare earth oxides in 2018 and 28,000 tons the following year. Last year, Mountain Pass produced 42,499 metric tons of rare earths, the highest output in the mine's history, and 14% of the global total. The revival of Mountain Pass has already reconfigured the global rare earth mining landscape. Now, MP Materials seeks to redraw the rest of the supply chain. After rare earths are mined and concentrated in liquid form, companies use additional steps like roasting and leaching to separate out impurities and unwanted elements, such as cerium, a low-value light rare earth. From there, a series of chemical extraction processes separate elements of interest. Separated rare earth oxides are then converted into metals through processes like electrowinning, in which metals are extracted from a solution by running an electric current through it. Rare earth metals are then pressed, or sintered, into a magnetic block which can be cut into a desired shape.
To support our nonprofit environmental journalism, please consider disabling your ad blocker to allow ads on Grist. Here's how. MP Materials is in the process of investing $700 million to develop all of these capabilities in the U.S. In 2021, the company began upgrading the refinery at Mountain Pass to restore its processing capabilities, including rare earth separations. According to the company's earnings call for the first quarter of 2023, the facility will begin separating NDPR oxide this quarter, with the help of a $35 million contract from the U.S. Department of Defense, or DOD. The company is planning additional upgrades to separate the 11 elements classified as medium and heavy rare earths, focusing on the magnet elements dysprosium and terbium. Once these capabilities exist, MP Materials will ship processed rare earths from California to a new facility under construction in Fort Worth, Texas, where they will be used to make alloys and magnets for General Motors EVs. While the concentrations of dysprosium and terbium in Mountain Pass are is low, Matt Slouster, Senior Vice President of Communications and Policy at MP Materials, says MP Materials expects to produce enough of them to cover the needs of its Texas Magnetics factory. MP Materials facilities will also be capable of refining material mined elsewhere, including material with a higher relative abundance of heavy rare earths. According to Slouster, the company's goal is to begin supplying General Motors with rare earth alloy later this year and to produce finished magnets by 2025. At full capacity, MP Materials expects the Magnetics Factory to produce 1,000 tons of rare earth magnets a year, supporting the production of roughly half a million EV motors. Under Molocorp's ownership in the 1990s and early 2000s, the Mountain Pass mine was beset with environmental scandals related to the handling of radioactive wastewater, which Molocorp pumped into open-air evaporation ponds in the desert. To avoid repeating that history, MP Materials is operating Mountain Pass as a zero-discharge facility, meaning all of the water it uses is recycled on site, with dry waste buried in lined landfills. It claims to be the only rare earth mine in the world to use this process. From an environmental perspective, MP Materials' water recycling process process is a really big deal, said Klinger. It significantly reduces their waste footprint. The refining processes MP Materials is adding will inevitably increase its environmental footprint. Owing to their chemical similarity, separating rare earths from one another is extraordinarily complicated. Separation processes, which can include hundreds of different steps, consume large volumes of water, chemicals, and energy. The company says it is intent on minimizing resource use and to that end is recycling chemicals throughout its process. In addition, it has introduced a roasting step to remove cerium before attempting to separate other elements, which MP Materials believes will improve the efficiency of the entire process. Cerium comprises nearly half of the rare earth mixture present in Mountain Pass or. Eric Shelter, a professor of chemistry at the University of Pennsylvania who studies rare earth separations, agrees that this roasting step will make it relatively simpler to separate the rare earths of value. But he says that if there is no market for the cerium, it must be disposed of as waste, driving up costs. In general, Shelter cautions that the economics of rare earth production are challenging and have worked against U.S. industry in the past. Personally, I think it would be great if MP Materials were successful, Shelter said. 
This is a really significant need. But ultimately, the marketplace is going to decide that it is, or is not, worthwhile to buy these magnets or buy these materials from them. Slouster, from MP Materials, agrees that profitably producing rare earths is challenging considering the large quantities of low-value materials that need to be sifted out first, including both cerium and the light rare earth lanthanum. However, he says the company has identified customers that are eager for US-produced cerium and lanthanum products, which are used in water treatment and fuel manufacturing processes, among others. NDPR oxide, Slouster says, is the key commodity that drives economic value in the rare earth industry and MP Materials believes it is a low-cost NDPR producer globally. Slouster added that the company has already proven it can produce rare earths at a profit for several years. To ensure no valuable rare earth material is wasted, MP Materials is also planning to recycle the scrap produced during magnet fabrication as well as end-of-life magnets. The goal, Slouster says, is reintroduce recyclable material at whatever point in the process flow it is most efficient, whether that means using scrap to produce new magnets directly or separating it back to individual elements. Shelter believes that the latter approach will make it easier to scale up recycling because different types of magnets contain different amounts of rare earths. Hands hold a pile of rocky soil. An unknown but likely very small fraction of rare earths are recycled at end of life today. Recycling magnets from phones, hard drives, and wind turbines can provide magnets of different grades, Shelter said. Collecting them from different sources would be enabled by a chemistry that purified the individual rare earths back out again.